Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McHugh and writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 16th of December 2022, including David Tennant in ITVX's real-life drama Litvinenko about the poisoning of a Russian defector and Disney's adventure movie spin-off series National Treasure, Edge of History, with Harvey Keitel and Catherine Zeta-Jones. We'll also be stepping inside London's legendary Abbey Road Studios in rockumentary, we love these, don't we, If These Walls Could Sing, which is also on Disney+, Plus, and enjoying some criminally funny capers as David Walliams' gangster granny strikes again on BBC iPlayer. But first in, what is in the news? Kieran Hines, who will crop up in our bumper Christmas podcast, more of which later, and Maggie Q are joining the cast of Apple TV's action comedy, The Family Plan, in which a devoted dad, played by Mark Wahlberg, faces challenges when he's forced to go on the run with his family. Someone's trying to join in the podcast, Hannah. <laughs> I mean, they say never work with children or animals, and uh, I wasn't planning on working with those animals, but they seem to be uh, joining in. What else is in the news, I should say? Well, Disney's The Pocket Watch, a sequel to the Descendants musical films, will star Brandy as Cinderella, while fellow singer Rita Ora will play the Queen of Hearts as the fairy tale character's daughters try to prevent a terrible disaster. Why oh, do you like the sound of that? Mm, Brandy. Well, I think we've got a. <laughs> A good selection, all very different this week. We're going to start off on the recent streaming platform launch, ITVX, where there's a new drama series called Litvinenko. And here's a clip. I need to report a murder. Whose murder? Mine. He's saying that he's been poisoned. Polonium. It's an isotope. In my opinion, there's no conceivable way that he can survive. We want it as a joint inquiry. No, I'm a lucky man. I'm not sure luck is the word. So this stars David Tennant, and it's based on a true story of the Russian agent Sasha Litvinenko, who was poisoned, of course. And it's a four-part drama. And in episode one, we don't actually see the poisoning take place. However, we... We first see Sasha, as he's known, um, feeling the after effects of it at home. He's taken into hospital and he knows he's been poisoned because he used to work as a Russian agent and his job was actually to bump people off. So he knows the form, but no one believes him. They think he's insane. Anyway, this police officer, Brent Hyatt, played by Neil Maskell, who I just feel it was born to play these sort of Met detective types. He's really good. Comes to interview him in his hospital bed and um, basically believes his story. So you've got some good cast in this. Uh, You've got Maskell, as I said. You've got the fantastic Mark Bonner, uh, who I love. Now, one reviewer rather unkindly said that... uh, the series was ruined for him by the fact that David Tennant's accent sounded like football manager Jose Mourinho. I don't think that's fair. I think Tennant does a very good job. I mean, imagine the scenario of, of, of knowing that you've been poisoned and you've got days 
to live and he basically wants to get his story out there and one of the ways he does that is he gets a photographer in and there's that famous shot that appeared on the front pages of all the papers of him in his hospital bed with lots of wires coming out of his chest so um yeah and, and tenant i think is very convincing in the title role um talking of accents mark bonner scottish actor well in this he's doing a sort of uh more of a cockney accent which he does very well you've also got dan ryan who's doing quite a posh accent which he doesn't normally do anyway i'm rambling on now it's very much a, a police procedural it's got a russian-born actress margarita levieva playing litvinenko's wife marina i mean it's an incredible story isn't it and then of course we we subsequently had the whole salisbury poisoning incident as well and in in it um in episode one of course sasha identifies the man responsible for ordering the hit on him as vladimir putin no one has yet been brought to justice for killing litvinenko the fight continues but yeah it's an incredible story there's also a documentary that's going to air on itv about the litvinenko case so i found it fascinating there's some good performances but yeah be warned it's very much a police procedural about the unfolding investigation not so much about the poisoning itself um what did you think hannah i absolutely love stuff like this because it's based on on something that we all lived through and i think that's what always makes it interesting to me you know it's not just i mean obviously historic stuff is interesting but i think when you've actually lived through something like this and and seeing those pictures of him lying in the hospital bed it's kind of etched on people's memory so the idea that this is able to recreate that time almost and sort of take you through a lot of which i didn't know must be honest because at the time you know there's press reports everywhere isn't there and it's kind of um you could kind of get i suppose snackable bits of information and this is kind of pulls it all together and do you know what for that horrible commentator who said that he was like jose Mourinho, i like jose Mourinho, so i'm all for that if he did <laughs> so that's okay but no david tennant i think was a really good choice for that part and obviously was kind of really quite touched because i think um, someone like David Tennant gets right into the body of somebody and tries to get into the personality and, uh, and kind of uh, in that sort of method acting way, I suppose. So for me, I learned something. It was incredibly interesting. I suppose the end result is always the same. You know, no one's still been found guilty for this atrocious crime. But um, the, the whole kind of bringing it all together in one place, I found fascinating. Change of pace now as we move over to Disney Plus and a new action drama series that you're going to tell us about, Hannah. It's called National Treasure, Edge of History. And here's a clip. So we're talking like an honest to God treasure map. Yeah. <gasps> Where did you get that necklace? It was my dad's. He died when I was a baby. What is it? That's the symbol on your necklace. I know. What if I told you everything you know about your dad is a lie? This is a bit of a spin-off series. Um, there is, there's 10 episodes um, and, and it starts the double bill. And I kind of, when I watch these things, I kind of watch it through the eyes of my children and think, you know, would they like it? And, and this is a, a little bit more grown up, I, I, I suppose probably, um, less so for the very young children and more so for kind of like yeah 
I don't know. I don't actually know what age you're allowed to watch this, but maybe eight plus, I would say. I think my, my children would be incredibly in, in, in this because it's really um, action packed, but it's, it's, it, it takes you on a journey. It's, it's, there's never a dull moment in this. So you see this young heroine, Jess, um, played by Lizette Oliveira, um, and she follows in the um, footsteps um, of, of what's gone before, where she sets off on her own mission to recover this lost treasure. So essentially, this is a treasure, a treasure hunt. Um, but what it uncovers is quite emotional too, because through this treasure hunt, she finds out a lot about her family, and particularly her late father, who turns out to be nothing like she believed the person she knew suddenly starts and, and that's really hard isn't it? The, the, the person your father that you've always known is gone and you can't question about this image that they portray to you which is a completely different person so it's uh it's fun it's it, i mean catherine zeta jones in it, and do you know what it took me a while because she's like a blonde bombshell in this um and there's lots of people trying to get this treasure so they've essentially got a map and you kind of see all the different parts um all the different sort of families the very um the the, the very big the businesswoman billionaire Catherine zeta jones trying trying to get their hands on on this treasure to make them even richer and of course there's bumps in the road along the way there's lots that we find out about about their families there's lots about that they learn about themselves and as with all these things there's kind of some moralistic stuff going on in there too so i think it's one of those things that you could you can watch with your children your children enjoy and you will also um enjoy and it's quite nice seeing Catherine zeta jones play the baddie if you like you know and i think she quite enjoyed doing it too because you can really get your teeth into that and she she does really look surprisingly quite different with um with blonde hair but for me i felt it ticked quite a lot of boxes because as a parent, watching something with your children and you all enjoying it is a massive win. Yeah, I hadn't seen the National Treasure films, which star Nicolas Cage as a treasure hunter. And he's not in this, but Harvey Keitel, who was in the films, is. And he kind of sets the whole story in motion because he basically reveals to Jess, as you say, the truth about her father there's a good sort of backstory to this treasure hunt about the conquistadors coming to south america in search of gold and the gold was hidden by the indigenous women and anyway there are clues that will lead someone to find this hidden treasure so as you say um it's aimed at i'd say a sort of in-betweeny type age because there is some teen romance in it isn't there there's a little there's a group of friends that join jess on this treasure hunt and then one of them is a guy who's held a torch for her for ages and then someone else has got a kind of on-off relationship with her boyfriend um they've all bring in different skill sets to the quest um yeah it's just fun kind of throwaway uh obviously the, the problem for a treasure hunt films or series is that nothing will ever be as good as Indiana Jones. <laughs> you know, and people have sort of, sort of described this as Indiana Jones meets the mummy, and I guess that's about the tone of it. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it's good escape is fun. And yes, uh, good to see Zeta Jones uh, in another TV series. So yeah, um, very enjoyable. Also on Disney Plus, Hannah, we have a new rockumentary called If These Walls Could Sing, which is available from... Friday the 16th of December 
and here's a clip. From classical to pop, artists are inspired to push creative boundaries within these walls. What are you doing? It's murder, I can't keep it up. It was in the forefront of one of the biggest musical changes. The smell of Abbey Road. It's actually the smell of fear. Am I going to mess this up? <laughs> a huge part of my record collection was made in this room. Well, this is right up my street, Hannah. I must say, of course, not so long ago, we had the Peter Jackson series, The Beatles Get Back, uh, which was all about the Beatles in the recording studio. Um, well... In this, we're going to the iconic Abbey Road Studios where the Beatles recorded many of their tracks and it's directed by Paul McCartney's daughter, Mary. And uh, at the beginning, we see a little picture of her as a baby in Abbey Road Studios because her father spent so much time there. If you're a music fan, you're going to love this. There's lots of famous faces talking about the studios, including... The Gallagher brothers, separately, obviously. Uh, It's nice seeing uh, Mary interview Paul because, you know, obviously they're very relaxed with each other and it's a nice interview. Elton John, you've got Ringo Starr, and you get some history because basically it started life, um, if you've not been to Abbey Road. It's just on on a residential street in North London. It's got the famous zebra crossing from the Beatles album Abbey Road that tourists come from far and wide to be photographed crossing the zebra crossing as the Beatles do on the album cover and it was originally a house I think it was like a nine bedroom house or something and it was converted it was originally converted into a a recording studio for classical music and would you believe it it was opened by Edward Elgar the classical composer in 1931. Okay, a bit of history for you. So they go through, they run through all that before they get onto the rock and pop. And it was sort of reinvented because there wasn't really any money in classical recordings. It was reinvented as a pop and rock venue to record singles and albums. So, yeah, I mean, for music fans, this is an absolute no brainer. Uh, you can love it. Lots of archive footage. So, episode one, you've seen quite a lot of archive footage of Paul McCartney. Uh, him with wings, with Linda, of course. There's some photographs that Linda took as well. And everyone talks about the fact that it's more than just a studio. It's just got something special about it that's almost sort of steeped in this musical history. It's almost all this music from the past has kind of soaked into the the fabric of the building, if you like. So, yeah, it, it, it's a must-watch for music fans. I th- and I think you can actually go and do a tour of Abbey Road Studios, I think, which I would love to do. But this is uh, the next best thing. What did you think, Hannah? Well, I absolutely love these kind of um, documentaries, music documentaries, and because you always learn something new. I think with this one, I mean, like you say, you know, Beatles fan, you know, it's a no-brainer. Music fan, it's a no-brainer. But I think with this one, because it's, um, you see Paul McCartney's daughter, Mary, doing the tour, I think it feels that bit more personal somehow. You feel a bit closer to them and, 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 and feel like it's, uh, very authentic, I suppose. So, I, I mean, I just really enjoy these things because, it, you know, not you don't have to love their music, although the majority will. I don't. I think it's irrelevant, and we've said this before. When you when you watch um, musical document or music documentaries, you you just get completely um, drawn in. And as I say, they're a part. They are a part of our history, aren't they? So um, to kind of get that 
backstage view is is exciting. Now we're going to finish off on BBC iPlayer with Gangster Granny Strikes Again. <laughs> and here's a clip. The mask of Tutankhamun has been stolen. Tut. And again Tut. King Tut. Wow, can I see? Uh, uh, sadly, there is no browsing. The thief snatched it in the dead of night, leaving just one clue. What? Meow. Spelled out in Scrabble letters. You don't think this could have been the work of the black cat? What's not to love, Ian? What's not to love? So um, anyone that knows my daughter will know that the David Williams books are a big hit in this house. And generally it's because they use words they're not allowed to use at home. So they think it's very, very funny. And there's a lot of toilet talk. Gangster Granny is a big hit. Um, and, and, and it's back because she's striking again. Now, um, I always worry with these things because obviously the books came first and then you you know then you get sort of these televised shows and but this has happened before and they've been really successful so we've seen David Williams and Sheridan Smith they've worked they're really good friends and and they've worked together in, in TV shows on loads of different things loads of his work so well, Mr Stink Ratburger and then last year's Hansel and Gretel um after ever after Every, everything's funny and she's got a real sort of funny bone so I, I they they are. They really bounce off each other, so they really, really work. So but they're teaming up again for this adaptation of Gangster Granny Strikes Again. And so it's set after the first one, finally enough, but only only, only a year after. And this uh, famous, there's a treasure theme going on here in this podcast, but there's famous treasures start vanishing in the middle of the night. And because Gangster Granny, spoiler alert, uh, didn't survive the first one. Um, we kind of, they, they assume that it's her grandson, Ben, and that, that he's getting the blame, but is it? So it's a six-parter, um, and you see um, Ben, who is Gangster Granny's grandson, turning detective to try and find out who the person is who's um, stealing all the jewels and stealing all the treasures um, in the area. It's it's great. I, I, I mean... <laughs> It's it's kind of that sort of com. I, I don't know anyone that doesn't like his stuff. I appreciate that that kids absolutely love it. But again, I was talking before about adults enjoying something. There is something for everyone. And what Walliams does really quite well is that he, whilst he's using that sort of toilet humour and 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 that sort of slapstick humour that children just find just hilarious and can't stop laughing they're crying with laughter some of the things that he says it, he also does weave in stuff for the adults and so you know that that does work well of course he performs just in the same way as he does on all audible books he's he's always the voice and he um reprises his role as ben's dad mike and, and sheridan plays his ballroom dancing obsessed obsessed wife linda um but she has a huge crush on uh, the professional dancer Flavio, um, who's also played by comedian and porridge actor Kevin Bishop. So, you know, there's a bit of a line-up here. They all bounce off really well together. Um, they're not great parents. Linda's not a particularly great mum. It just makes for sort of car crash funniness, um, and it absolutely, absolutely works, I think, time and again. What do you think, Ian? Well, there's been an interesting conversation going on, hasn't there, about whether or not celebrities should be kind of cornering the market in children's books and stopping children's authors making as, as much money because obviously the celebrities have so much star power that but 
in the case of Williams, I mean, he is a great writer for kids, isn't he? He's been so successful. And I, I didn't see Gangster Granny. I've not read any of his books. But I thought this was great. Uh, really good. It's got Griff Rhys-Jones. It's good to see him back in a, a comedy role. He's playing the sort of um, the head of the local neighbourhood watch who is convinced that Ben is uh, is stealing these things. Very topical because, of course, one of the things that's stolen is the World Cup. Sheridan Smith and Williams are very funny as the parents who are like obsessed with ballroom dancing and they're constantly practicing in the front room <laughs> and the young lad who plays Ben Ben's a great character as well he's he's really interested in plumbing <laughs> weirdly he buys plumbing magazines and he rides on his <laughs> his late granny's mobility scooter which he's sort of he's pimped it's something for everyone isn't there I think it's for really for all the family and I, I thought it was really well done it's even got the queen in it played by Maggie Steed. So yes, I I really enjoyed it and I wasn't expecting to. Now we've got to that time, Hannah, where you find out what you've been binge-watching into the small wee hours. So yeah, what's been on your list this week? Obviously we're coming to the end of Strictly, so um, I'm still hanging in there. It seems like a really long series. It's been a good series, but a really long series this year. And also, I've got my eye on Chateau DIY at Christmas. You know how much I love a DIY programme. You know how much I hanger after Chateau. And at Christmas, my favourite time of the year, what's not to love? On BBC iPlayer, I decided to revisit A Fish Called Wanda, uh, which is still very, very good. I mean... Um... Kevin Klein is absolutely... Well, they're all great in it, aren't they? Kevin Klein, Michael Palin, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Cleese. So, um, yeah, that always raises a smile. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to, well, our bumper Christmas and New Year binge-watch podcast, Hannah. So, what's on offer? Um, Netflix espionage thriller series Treason, starring Charlie Cox as a compromised newly promoted head head of mi6 is what we'll be talking about uh, we'll also be looking at the netflix prequel series the witcher blood origin which is set uh, over a thousand years before the world of henry cavill's monster hunter and it features michelle yo mini driver lenny henry and others but we'll also be rounding up the the best of the festive offerings on streaming television platforms and um doing a quick roundup of what's on so-called normal tv so don't miss it get ready for all your christmas viewing <laughs> however in the meantime watching. Watching.